This is Dave LaGreca of Busted Open, and I know two extremely passionate fans about AEW, Paul Zartman and Tanner Lee. That's right, Paul and Tanner. I love what they bring to the table on the Kicking Out Podcast. That's right, the Kicking Out Podcast with Tanner Lee and Paul Zartman. Are you listening to me? If you want the latest on AEW and you're an AEW fan and you want to get the scoop, you listen to Paul and Tanner right now on all podcast forums. I'm talking, you go to the podcast store, you lay down your money, and you buy the Kicking Out podcast. You do it now. If you love AEW, you'll love Tanner and Paul. It is Wednesday night, May 25th, 2022, the go-home episode before Double or Nothing, go-home episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. I'm Tanner Lee, along with my co-host, Paul Zartman, and our special guest, who is he really a special guest at this point? This is his third (laughs) appearance in the last month, Austin Shepard. Fellas, what's going on? How's it going? How we doing, fellas? Doing good. Another uh, fun episode tonight, and... uh, Wow, what a stack card we got on Sunday. Oh yeah, it's gonna be epic and I uh I can't wait till you guys uh lose. It's it's not even gonna be close. No, no, I'm 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 ashamed really. I mean it's gonna be a bloodbath. I mean, we'll still talk to you next week, Paul. We promise. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh huh. Yeah. yeah, you'll have to because somebody'll have to track me down for this belt if I lose because it ain't going easy. Well, I mean, there's a reason I gave you the read tonight, Paul. I mean, yeah. I thought you uh, yeah. you might as well talk tonight while you can. So, yeah, yeah, because if I lose this thing, uh, I don't know. You may have to find a new host. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. So, uh, well, we we got a lot to talk about. We'll do a quick recap of Dynamite, and then we'll get into our uh, double or nothing predictions at the end of the show. So, Paul, why don't you lead us off? Hey, real quick, I heard Spike Dudley's looking for some work. So we might <laughs> oh. <laughs> Go one night without responding to you guys, and this is how I'm treated. Hey. Ouch. Hey. That's what happens. Got to be quick. Got to be quick. If only you knew. If only you knew. All right. So the show starts off the same way it always does. Jim Ross welcoming in Tony Schiavone and Excalibur with his usual. It's Wednesday night. It's time for Dynamite. And we get right into things with a steel cage match. Wardlow versus Sean Spears with MJF as a special referee. Uh, Match starts off. MJF can't find the key. So Wardlow's stuck in the handcuffs. Spears beats the crap out of him. Um, at one point, MJF spits in Wardlow's face, which causes him to rage up enough to break the handcuffs, which I'm sure were just plastic at this point. And then uh, Wardlow's still getting his ass kicked, and Spears goes for the chair. Spears goes to hit Wardlow with it, instead hits MJF. And, uh, well, then Spears kind of loses the match. Wardlow... Uh, Hits the uh, Powerbomb Symphony and gets the one, two, three with a new breath in the ring. 
I thought it was a perfect way to start the show. I was surprised. I, I thought the cage match would be the main event tonight. Um, but I love how, how it started. And, you know, Tony Khan does such a good job starting the shows off hot. Um, loved everything about it. And, uh, yeah, MJF, he kind of he kind of looked like um, Ben Stiller off of Dodgeball. Coming out there with the, the, with the referee short shirt. Yeah, short shorts and the referee sh- the cutoff referee shirt. But I uh, thought the presentation of Warlow was great. Coming to the ring again without music. Uh, making him wrestle a little bit with the handcuffs. Ripping the handcuffs off. And then hitting uh, Spears with the Powerbomb Symphony. And, and also the chair shot on MJF was glorious. Yeah. So did anybody else get um, 90s Shawn Michaels vibe when he was the special guest ref? <laughs> Yeah, the short shorts gave it away. The, yeah, the uh, but I like it. It was short and sweet. They played it. It could have been more perfect if you can nitpick it at all. Maybe beat up Spears a little bit more, give him some color. You're in a cage match, right? Right. AEW loves color, and we have a cage match with none. I don't know. Give me a little color. But other than that, I thought it was great the way they told the story. Short and sweet. Let's do yep. it. Yep, and I like how he went to get his hands on MJF, but the, the security guards, if you want to call them that, uh, came in uh, one by one and just got laid out. Uh, I, Anybody I, check on the guy who got folded in half that <laughs> slid down the cage? Yeah, that, was a, that was a nasty little bump he took there. Yeah. He rolled, he rolled under the ring. He's fine. Yeah, yeah he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we, it's we a long way hold. down, though. <laughs> Am I the only one who's hoping that Warlow comes out with no music? But then, like halfway down the aisle, uh, they hit uh, "War Pigs" by Black Sabbath. I'd be okay with that. I don't know if they if they're gonna buy the rights to do that, but it'd be, it'd be pretty fitting with how the storylines went. Yeah, Tony better check his pocketbook to make sure. That's true. That's true, <laughs> yeah. but uh, I'm sure he can. That that match is now official on the card. So yes, it is. Uh, after the match, we then see the Jericho Appreciation Society entering the arena. Jericho spots someone wearing a John Moxley shirt. Jericho hits them with a fireball, and we head to a commercial break. Because he's a wizard. I'm a wizard. <laughs> I, I laughed out loud at that. I'm just like, like, he's so over the top. It's just. You're a wizard, Jericho. You're a wizard. Uh, he just, oh, my God. I don't know. That guy. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, he's loving his life. He he's is. He's having a good much. time. He's having a good time. But, uh, I mean, I don't know, this is one of his worst reinventions, I think, so far. We'll see how it goes. This is one of the factions that you just love to see get beat up. Yes. That's very true. And, and the way Jericho's acting, he knows he's going to get beat up. So he just eggs it on, and it makes it even even better. That's true. That's a good point. Absolutely. Back from the break, it's time for the AEW Championship Hangman Adam Page versus uh, CM Punk face-to-face moment. Punk says the biggest moment of his career happened in Las Vegas, and this Sunday he will leave double or nothing with the AEW World Championship. Page says there's nothing Punk can do to take the title from him. Punk says he doesn't understand why Page is taking this match so personally, and to him it's just business. Page rips the microphone out of Tony Schiavone's hands, as usual, anytime Tony's doing an yeah, interview. Poor Tony. <laughs> um, and uh, Page tells Punk that he's going to embarrass him, and he doesn't mean this Sunday. He means right here, right now. 
Page says he saw himself giving his own version of the infamous pipe bomb promo. Page says he doesn't hate punk, but he doesn't have any respect for what he's done since he arrived in AEW. Page says punk talks a big game when it comes to his peers, but he's done nothing but show the opposite since stepping foot into AEW. Page says AEW is home and at double or nothing, he's defending all elite wrestling from CM Punk who says he gave Page the blueprint to do what he's doing right now and offers his hand for Page to shake. Page refuses to shake his hand. Punk shoves him, and Page cracks him with a punch that drops Punk to the mat, and the segment ends before we head to another commercial break. Shep, I'll let you lead off with this one. Did he try to be the heel in this situation? Because that's, that's the vibe because I was getting. Halfway through, I mean, he even got the crowd behind Punk, and he was like, "Okay, I'm gonna be the heel here." Punk's the face, you know. I'm doing it, you know. It's a business, blah blah blah. And then towards the end, I feel like he shifted again, and the cloud, the crowd was split. Yeah. So I, I feel a little bit of healness from from Hangman, and you know, the, all the all the uh, aggression, the passion, and then Punk's just like, "Hey, dude, calm down. It's business." Punk, Punk's playing those mind games, though. He's bringing yeah. out Hangman's insecurities on him again, yeah. and I, I, I mean, it's, it was it, good. It's his trap. He's working his trap. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the promo. It was. It wasn't what I expected, but it was really good. This bill's been good, I think, and I, I honestly think this main event might finally be an AEW pay-per-view main event that's the best match of the night. At least has that potential, too. I feel like a lot of times the main events are hyped up, but they're not usually the best match of the night. I, I agree with that. Looking at the card, this could this could be an Uncle Dave 18 star. Oh, yeah, it could. <laughs> uh, and I think I'm, I'm, I'm uh, interested to see the reactions from the crowd at the T-Mobile Arena on Sunday because I think it's going to be pretty split. It was towards the end. In the middle, it was definitely punk. Right, and then it kind of switched a little bit, but yeah, no, I'm I'm pumped for this one. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Yeah, it's gonna be a great match. I can't wait for it. And uh, yeah, I do. I think uh, we're gonna get there Sunday, and it's just gonna be split right down the middle. Half of them are for Hangman, half of them are for Punk. Yep. Up next, when we come back from commercial break, we get John Moxley and Eddie Kingston versus Private Party. This was a. Uh, little bit back and forth, but uh, as we all guessed in the end, uh, Moxley plants Quinn with the paradigm shift for the three count as Eddie had some type of submission locked in. Yeah, did anybody else catch Mark Quinn was tapping out the whole time? For like 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ref just <laughs> ignored it until the paradigm shift was hit on Isaiah Cassidy. But yeah, it was a it was a fine match. It was what it was. I mean, we all knew it was it was gonna be a pretty easy win for the Blackpool uh, combat club. I mean, private party, I know I've complained about this on the podcast before, but this is the same team that beat the Young Bucks when AEW started in that tag team uh, title tournament in 2019. And I feel like ever since the pandemic hit, this team's just been nothing. I mean, the Hardy family office, now the Andrade family office has not done them any favors. And it's too bad. They've just got lost in the mix. Yeah, I, I remember the independent show uh, on the East Coast that the Hardys put them over and s- signed them then. 
Um, and then they came and, you know, they had some stuff on BTE and then it just kind of faded away a little bit. Yeah. Young guys though, in mid to early twenties. But they're one of those teams you look at and, you know, a lot of these contracts that were originally signed in AEW back in double or nothing, 2019, they're going to be coming up. They're a team you kind of look at and you're like, Hmm, maybe they think about jumping to another promotion. Yeah. But again, early twenties, right. If, if, Tony offers you a contract, even if you got to work dark or elevation for next year or so. Sure, man, you, you got a long. Where do I sign? Go. You got a long way to go yet. So, yeah. Yep. yep. After the match, the Jericho Appreciation Society rushes the ring, and the brawl begins. Brian Danielson, Santana, and Ortiz make the save, and the faces stand tall as we head to another commercial break. And I wouldn't exactly say they stood tall. I don't really think there was a clear outcome of who came out on top on this one. I mean, it was it was carnage, which they wanted, but it was sloppy camera work all over the place. It was hard yeah. to keep up with what was going on, really. Um, I think I'm, Jericho was going for a chair there at the very end and just got too exhausted trying to get the barricade apart, so he just stopped. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And the, and the camera cut away pretty quickly from that because I think he was struggling getting the bar- barricade yes. apart. Um, I did. I want to mention. I enjoyed uh, Regal's commentary, like usual. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I like how he calls Excalibur "Man in the Mask." That's that always pops me. But Mister uh, Man in the Mask. This is going to be a fun match on Sunday. It's just going to be a bunch of carnage. Like I said, I I assume it's just pretty much no disqualification rules. They never really explain exactly what anarchy in the arena is. So so you had you had uh, Jericho do the death match with. Um, with the GCW, uh, help me out, Nick Gage. Gage. Yeah, yeah. And then you got obviously the champion of GCW, Moxley. But anybody else outside of that has well, Kingston a little bit, but some of the like some of those guys haven't done. You know, Daniel Garcia, he has not touched any of that. Two point oh, they have not touched any point of that. Um. Hager. <laughs> Hager, yeah. He's never done anything. So, I mean, I kind of expect some absolute extreme uh, spots. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I would – I'd be willing to put a, a good, good wager down that this match will have the most color of the night. And it should. Yeah. The- it should, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it should. And, and, and like you said, I mean, look at the – Blackpool Combat Club team. I mean, Moxley's crazy. Danielson's got some crazy in them. Kingston's crazy. Santana and Ortiz got some crazy in them. So it's uh, yeah, it's gonna be a fun one. But I don't think we ever seen Danielson ever do any paint glass thumb no, type no. stuff. So I mean, I, I guess I don't know what to expect, but it's Moxley. Yep. Here's a question for both of you: with the knee injury on Danielson, is this how we get Yuta into the mix? No. No, I think that would You be, don't think so? I think that'd be a step back. Even though I like Yuta and what they're building with him. Yeah. Although they did announce Danielson versus Seidel for Rampage. True. That's kind of odd, but he, they said to prove that he was ready. Yeah. Okay. Not a bad point, Paul, but I think it'd be a step back for the pay per view. I do too. I think, I mean, I agree. I'm just asking, you know. Dan Danielson, one of your bigger stars in the company. Um. Yeah, you need him. Yeah, you you got to have him on there. Okay. 
Uh, up next, we've got our ROH World Tag Team Championship match. Rapungi Vice taking on FTR. Starts out. How about that pop FTR got? Ooh, one of, one of the best pops of the night. Probably right it's behind getting Rory. louder and louder every week. As it should. Yeah. Maybe uh, the, one of the most over guys in AEW right now is Dax. Maybe. No. Yeah. I think so. I'd, I'd say in all professional wrestling almost. True. Uh, match starts out with uh, Cash and Rocky. Lots of back and forth, lots of close calls where I thought there were a few times that the titles were changing hands, which was going to shock me. But, uh, you know, it's AEW. Anything's possible. Uh, at the end of the match, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling's Jeff Cobb and Great Okan come out of nowhere and attack both teams and cause a disqualification with no clear winner. Yeah, the rare... Uh disqualification finish in AEW. I think we can count on one hand how many times that's happened. But yeah. uh, great to see Jeff Cobb back on TV. Um, I'm a big fan of his. Um, Ocon, not so much. But um, I didn't see that coming. I mean, Shep, in our, in our group text, uh, thought maybe the Briscoes would get involved and we'd get another match added to the card, Briscoes and FTR for the ROH tag titles, which would have ruled. But uh, I did like this spot because – it leads towards the Forbidden Door event next month. It does, but, you know, the only thing I – Cobb can go back to ROH because he was a television champion at one point. Right. So I can see him wanting to go back for the titles. Um, but I really wanted FTR involved with the IGW – or IGWP titles. I don't know, but – Yeah. I, wonder, I guess I guess at the first I was excited, then I got to thinking about it. I'm yeah. like, all right, that means they're not going to be they're not going to be going for the one of the main events. Yeah, know. unless yeah, unless they have like a fatal four way between tag teams or something. I don't know. It's yeah. I don't know how it's going to work out. And really, it would be nice if uh, we could get an ROH TV deal and get that going too, because that would solve a lot of pieces of the puzzle. But I don't think that's going to happen. Well, I heard uh, Warner Brothers uh, is going to be at the June 7th show. So maybe uh, there is something coming. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. saying. <laughs> yeah. But it was interesting. Yeah. DQ finish. I didn't see that coming before the match. I didn't either. I didn't either. And uh, it's sad that FTR is not on the card Sunday. I just, that really bugs me. I haven't, yeah. I haven't figured that out yet. I, I, uh, I mean,. I mean, some other stuff. I mean, Darby's not on the card. Sting's not on the card. Sting's not on the card. He's the main focal point. I know the poster. Yeah, he and Darby are the only two on the on the poster that aren't on the card. I like, and I'm trying to think: Has Darby missed a pay per view in AEW? I don't think he has. Um, Orange Cassidy's hurt, of course. Or he, I don't know. There's it's just we we talk about it all the time, and the roster the roster's so stacked. I guess so, some people have to be the odd man out, but kind of surprising. Yeah. Uh, we head to a commercial break, come back from commercial break. We see Matt and Jeff Hardy backstage. Matt says he and Jeff have a few similarities to Matt and Nick Jackson. And while they're elite, they're just Hardy Boys cosplayers. Jeff says this is his and Matt's clean slate, and their final run will be their best run. 
and the Young Bucks are just in their way on trying to become AEW World Tag Team Champions. This Sunday at Double or Nothing, the Bucks will just be upset. They couldn't even beat their heroes. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Hyped up the match a little more. I mean, this is a match that's been built heavily on BTE. Um, I don't think this match Sunday will be as good as their uh, Ladder Wars match was in ROH back, I don't know, six years ago or whatever it was. But I still think it will be good, and it's got the potential maybe to be a, a show stealer of the night too. Um, I'm interested to see your guys' uh, predictions and confidence points for this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think anybody will be surprised by mine. <laughs> Not me either. <laughs> <laughs> Up next is a triple threat match: Sir Swerve Strickland versus Ricky Starks versus Jungle Boy. This lots was fun. Of, oh man, this is a great match. Uh, lots in back and forth action. Lots of close calls. Uh, I didn't know who was going to win this going into it. I thought maybe Jungle Boy, but I I wasn't a hundred percent sure it was going to be Jungle Boy. Um, and then at, uh, the very end, um, jungle boy applies the snare trap to Starks swerves, breaks the hold and drills jungle boy with a super kick. It starts with the swerve stomp for the one, two, three. And these are three guys that Tony Khan, um, really holds in high regard. Um, sees a lot with them in the future. Um, I wasn't sure he was going to win either. But uh, I'm glad Swerve got his first what I would call big victory in AEW. Yeah. Um, my favorite uh, move during this match was when Jungle Boy had him in a like a reverse uh, hurricanrana almost off the top off the top third buckle and Swerve landed on his feet. Yeah. It's just like my God. Yeah. Uh, after the match, Hobbs rushes the ring, attacks Swerve and Jungle Boy. Luchasaurus comes down to make the save, as does Keith Lee. Everyone brawls. Lee stands tall and finishes the attack with a dive over the top rope to take out both Hobbs and Luchasaurus. Are we looking at our next tag team champions? If this was WWE, there's no way. Right. Because usually who they have standing before the pay-per-view on the Gome show never wins on come the pay-per-view itself. But uh, I'll let my picks say that here in a little bit if, if, I, if I agree with you there, Paul, or not. But I will say I'm ready for Jungle Boy to break away from Luchasaurus. I think he's outgrowing that. He's got better on the mic over the last year. His in-ring works great. Luchasaurus just doesn't do anything for me anymore, and I hate saying that, but. Luchasaurus went from being this brilliant man with two master's degree degrees who could talk on the mic to just going yeah, I'm just I'm just over it and I'm ready for the Christian Jungle Boy feud. What what about that bump Keith Lee took over the top? I thought he smacked his head against somebody because he looked a little woozy. I don't think they caught him very well. Let's yeah. No. No they did not. It's amazing for a guy of his stature to do those types of moves. It's he's limitless. He, he, I mean, he. But it, let's 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 look at the big picture. You put you put the straps on anybody but Jurassic Park. <laughs> okay, you can team, and then obviously the next contender is either going to be the Hardys or the Bucks. 
or FTR? Well, FTR's got their own stuff going on. They do. That's true. That's true. So, I don't see the Hardys taking off, taking the belts off of Swerve and Lee. They don't. They don't. They don't even compare. So it makes you even double think. Yeah, is it time for a change? I agree, but is the time right or the story I right? I know it's it's. I was going back and forth with my predictions and, and my picks. I got, couple, I got a couple scribbles there. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was one I waited to fill in my uh, point value until I saw uh, how the triple threat ended tonight. So. And I'm still not confident on mine. So <laughs> no, it's, it's it'll be a good match. It's I've enjoyed the quick build for that yes. tag match. Yeah, because uh, when we were first talking about it, Tanner, you and I both thought, okay, this isn't going to be that exciting. And now I'm it's, ready for it. It's the second best title build they have on the card behind Heyman and, and Punk. It hadn't been the women's title. It hadn't been the TBS title. And TNT title's not even on the card right now. Yeah. Yeah. Up next, we see Dan Lambert backstage. Lambert says the new TNT championship belt will be presented to Scorpio Sky this Friday night on Rampage, and it's been designed in his likeness. So, yeah, I, I don't know. This thing's been redesigned so many times. I mean, just pick something and stick with it. I mean, I, I understood changing the um, strap color because of Brody, and right. I understood Miro getting his own kind yes. of design. But other than that, why do we need to customize it for every champion? Yeah, that's why there's nameplates. You don't, yeah, exactly. That's why there's nameplates and side plates. But, um, and, yeah. And front of that belt has more bling than the actual championship belt. Right. Right. So it pops better. But I don't know. It, the it, only it, thing it doesn't do is spin. And, and did I? I, th- I was don't. To, oh, gosh. Yeah. We're, spinner belts were 12 years ago. No, 15 years ago. Whatever it was. Um, did I, I think I heard this on a podcast. I don't remember whose podcast. It was one of the Fightful podcasts that Scorpio is going to defend the TNT title against Frankie in the forum next week. Um, Which would make sense. They're so cowboys. I mean, that would be a huge match for that crowd. Yeah. Yeah. But I that haven't seen be. that confirmed anywhere. So the, the only thing I've seen with Frankie is going back and doing a show with a match with Impact. Yeah. yeah. So um, I don't know, but that that would be smart booking if they put them in the forum next week because uh, Dynamite makes its uh, West Coast debut next next week. Dynamite and Rampage both. You gotta have SCU reunite at least. Yeah, once. you might as well have Daniels get involved in. Mm-hmm. Too bad he couldn't be a special guest referee. Maybe that's the way they'll go. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but there was th- tonight. You know, I know they are building everything for Double or Nothing, but I feel like we didn't even get a preview for next week's Dynamite at all. No, maybe they'll do that Friday, or maybe a little bit Sunday. I think that's when it'll be a Sunday. Yeah, uh, back to ringside. Tony Schiavone is on the stage and welcomes Thunder Rosa, who is not wearing any face paint. Rosa says she worked for everything she has, never complained because that's just what champions do. Rosa says Deeb is not a champion and says that Deeb needs to look at herself in the mirror and blame herself instead of everyone else. And this Sunday at Double or Nothing, the war paint will be on and she'll teach the professor about respect. And back to another commercial break we go. 
this was the best promo and build of this build. That just shows you how bad this build's been. Um, really, Thunder Rosa's whole title reign just been so watered down. I feel bad for her. I think this match will be very good on Sunday, but the build's been horrific. I think Serena's really good in the ring, awful outside the ring. I agree. 100%. So, yep. And I guess that was probably a reason she was a, a performance coach at the other place. Yep. <laughs> yep, that and a few other reasons she probably she kind of hit on last week in her promo. So. That, that, she was over there at Ace Fitness. <laughs> uh, man, now I don't even want want to go check out our <laughs> back from the break we red velvet backstage red says she would have won her owen hart cup match and ruby soho interrupts red gives ruby a book that has everything she needs to beat chris statlander but ruby tosses the book aside but says she'll keep some of it in her mind Yeah, <laughs> I don't have a lot of thoughts on it. No, I don't know. It felt like something I, I, you'd see on Rampage. I don't know. <laughs> Make sure you put that in your trapper. Keeper. Maybe we'll. <laughs> hey, I have one of those. <laughs> uh, up next is Britt Baker versus Tony Storm in the Owen Hart Foundation Women's Tournament semifinals. Uh, Ends up that with the use of the ropes, uh, Britt Baker gets the three count and advances to the finals. I wasn't surprised. I mean, I knew Tony Khan wasn't going to have a big pay-per-view without Britt on the card, but I still think the wrong woman won. I I think this was a chance to really push Tony Storm, and they didn't do it. Crowd completely agree. No pop at all. No. It's it's just kind of... I think we're we're getting some Brit fatigue. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what has she done since she lost the title? Really, nothing. But what's the women's division done since the title changes? Nothing. Nah. So, I don't know. I, I am intrigued by Friday's uh, Ruby and Statlander match, though. That should be a good one. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Statlander, we're kind of with a new look. Right. New persona um, type deal. Do you guys think Hater could get involved Sunday and cost Brit finally turn? I'll uh, I'll let you know when we do our predictions. I I thought that was gonna happen tonight. I mean, it was like a little tease, and then they got me with her helping Brit get the victory. So. I'll let you know in prediction time. And, and good for Tony Storm fighting through what looked like a broken nose. Yeah. 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 She's pretty yeah. talented. I, I I didn't watch a lot of her stuff in WWE, and she's she's impressed me every time. There wasn't much. Yeah, she's impressed me. So yeah, we get our uh, now. It's time for our main event, which is the uh, Owen Hart Foundation Men's Tournament Semifinals: Samoa Joe versus Kyle O'Reilly. Not gonna lie, going into this, I thought O'Reilly was gonna win this. I was wrong, and uh, Joe gets. The win. I was up in the air, but I thought we'd get some sort of interference from Lethal Singh and and in um Dutt. I couldn't think of Sanjay's 
last name. Uh, but no, I was wrong. It was a good match, hard hitting match. Uh, see um, Joe make Kyle O'Reilly pass out. Good, uh, good sell there by O'Reilly. Good facial, mm-hmm. facial reactions there. So yeah, Joe against Cole. That's I, I know I said earlier, Hangman and, and Punk might be the match of the night, but Cole, Cole and Joe is going to be right there. Yeah, I just this and nothing against Kyle O'Reilly. I enjoy his work. I just don't see Tony Khan putting him in a high-profile match on a pay-per-view this early. Right. Especially when you got a guy like Joe. Yeah. With a guy like Cole. Yep. You you got to put them together. No matter how you feel personally, you know, you got to put them together. No, like I said, no offense to Kyle O'Reilly. Guy's a works his tail off. Mm-hmm. But you got to put Joe and Cole together in that one. Yeah, you got to strike the iron white spot. Yeah. yeah. When you use the name Owen Hart, you better have two guys that everybody knows and that everybody knows they can put on a show. Yeah. That's why, I mean, I guess it's not really part of our predictions. That's why on the women's side, I think we'll see Ruby's, Ruby um, Soho go over Statlander on Friday. Hey, that's that's part of your predictions. It is. It is. It is. You, you, just, you just told on yourself, Tanner. Yeah, I mean, he he did tell us that it was it made it more interesting because I was like, wait a minute, we're not going to know the full card, and you're like, ah, that what make that's what makes it more interesting. Yeah. Wow, Tanner just told on himself. I just, I just, <sighs> yeah, I spoil uh, spoiler right there. <laughs> I might have to make a change now, depending I'm, on the points. I'm I'm a dirt sheet, I guess. Uh, uh, but, uh, I thought it was a fun show tonight. It flew by, um, it did. by really fast. It was great to see the Vegas crowd three year anniversary of uh, AW, which is crazy that three years have flown by. I laughed at a, I saw a meme today on Twitter that had Cody breaking the, th- the, th- the throne. And it said three years later, like the SpongeBob graphic. And then it had him in the Miz graphic. Oh my God. That's pretty good. good. change. Yeah. Just a little bit. Uh, and Hey, we can blame it on COVID. Yes. Yes, we can. I, I honestly do. But that's for that's a whole podcast in itself. We're not going to get into that. Uh, all right, guys. So before we dive into predictions, let's wrap our recap the normal way. Wrestler of the night. Shep, you can go first. Uh, wrestler of the night, Smojo. Good pick. Paul, you can go. I'll take the last. I, I, I got to think now because I can't agree with Shep. Uh, let's go Britt Baker. Moving on to the finals in the Owen Hart Women's Tournament. All right. Um, I guess I'll go Wardlow then. All right. I don't want to agree with you both. So, <laughs> uh, Ratings. Tanner, you're going first. 7.7. Oh, really? I had it wrote down on the paper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So now we... A solid show, fast-paced show. Um I mean, a few nitpicky things here or there, but overall, good go-home show. I was already excited for uh, Sunday, and this show got me even more excited, so it did its job. Shep? 7.5. The re- reason we lost two is because of the uh, Beretta oops through the table with the claw. He was yeah. a little early on it. I even texted you guys, whoops. Yeah. whoops. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if that's a, that, that's a really strong claw if that's what happens. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to go right in the middle and go 7.6. 7.6. 7. 
Oh, wait, wait. What a cop out. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have my reasons because it's not quite an eight. I didn't really want to go 7.9 because I didn't seem right. Uh, because I agree there are those little nitpicky points, but I'm not going to go 7.5 because Shep picks on me for going 0.5 all the time. No, I pick on you for going 0.0. No, number. Your, your score. <laughs> all right. All right. Predictions time. Let's do this, boys. Um, we'll See just, how bad you're going to lose. We'll, just go, we'll start off with the, the buy-in match. Hook Housen, um, Dan Housen and Hook versus Tony Nice and Mark Sterling. And we're doing points for everybody that just might be tuning in. 1 to 11, with 11 being our most confident, 1 being our least confident. Shep, who you got? Hook Housen for 11. 11. Tanner? I have Hook Housen for 8. Ooh. All right. I've got uh, Hookhausen for 11 as well. Uh, here, in, in, in all week, I was going to have it as my top. And then the more I got to think about it today, I'm like, you know, Tony Neese and Mark Sterling, they're pretty shady characters. I could see somehow them getting the win over Danhausen. And then Hook's got to think, is this worth it being in a, in a team with this guy? Nah, he's got to bury Hook on his first pay-per-view. Yeah. Exactly, but but I, I I do think with it being the only match on the buy-in, this will get the crowd will get really into this, and you want them to be happy going into the show. So absolutely, and it'll, it'll it'll get the crowd popped. Yep. All right. Well, I might have to root for Tony Nisa Mark Sterling now to win that, just so I get your eleven pointers out of the way. Uh, the trios match, which. I honestly think this match should be on Rampage, not on the pay-per-view. I think Rampage, this could have been the main event of Rampage. It could have been really good. House of Black versus Death Triangle. I'll go first. I got Death Triangle for three. I got House of Blacks for six. I have House of Black for seven. Okay. So that could... uh be a big turn for us pretty why, quickly. Why, right why are there. you going with Death Triangle, Paul? Um, because it's I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I win some oddball picks just in hopes of winning this thing. Uh, no, um, Death Triangle wins more than House of Black does here lately. Um, House of Black, as a trio, they haven't really done a whole lot of success. Um, and they haven't come up over Death Triangle, even in singles matches, really. My reasoning for going for House of Black is I listened to a lot of Busted Open. So listen to the Bat and the Furious. And they talked about how House of Black does too much cool shit and they get over. Um, and everybody likes them. Even though they want to be a heel here, I still think they're going to get a pop. They're going to do some cool stuff. They're going to go over. Yep, I, I think Mal- Malachi has too much charisma to give him too many losses. I mean, the guy—he's I mean, got the coolest entrance in the business, in my opinion. Yeah. He's really, really cool. Um, Buddy Matthews haven't seen a lot of him since he's been in AEW, really, and Brody King here and there. But I think Brody King could be one of the most athletic big men in the business. Paul saw him up close at the convention. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, Yelling and screaming at Fuego. And let me tell you, the dude is huge. <laughs> and Death Triangle is one of those factions I just feel like has been cursed since the beginning. I mean, they form, then the pandemic hits, Pack goes overseas for months. And then once they start getting a push again, Phoenix breaks his arm. Um, or and he got hurt one time before that. It just it just feels like they can never get traction. I mean, Pack three years ago was right in the title picture. I mean, he was I mean, he was beating Omega, and now look where he's at. His ears gotten away. <laughs> <laughs> he's that one is I why see, I picked that triangle. See, I could see leaving for a different promotion. Yeah, I could see him testing his waters overseas in Japan or something like that. Right. All right, uh, one of the women's matches, the TBS title match, Jade Cargill versus Anna Jay. Shep. Ty Dillinger, 10. <laughs> I'm right there with you, Jade Jade for 10. I went Anna Jay for four. What are you doing? Oh, are you trying to just give Austin Knight this title? No, see, hear me out. No, I haven't. It's been a long time. It's been a long time since I've done that, Shep. Um, I I just think it's time. The last time these two faced off, Jade won. Yes. Where people are starting to lose interest in the TBS championship because it's not changing hands. I think it's time. I... I don't think she's built up enough. I think whoever you I, have give Jade their her first loss got to be somebody that's. I don't. I don't disagree with Paul, but then I agree with Tanner on the top. If you got a rising star, okay, I can see. I can see it. Anna Jay, no offense to her. Yeah. Next. Yeah, I and and I don't know who that could be. I mean, maybe if the baddies keep getting distraction, maybe Red Velvet gets built up to where she can finally knock Jade off. But right now I don't see anybody that has the uh, pedigree to do it. Just my opinion. We'll see what happens Sunday, boys. Well, <laughs> well, let's go with the uh, other women's match for the AW Women's Championship, Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb. I went Thunder Rosa for six. Thunder Rosa, nine. I went Thunder Rosa for eleven. That that bit me the last time at Revolution. I thought she was taking the title off Brit for sure. I didn't check that Dynamite was in her hometown the following week, <laughs> so I did check and make sure Dynamite. Okay, it's in California next. This is your first big defense. I just don't see her dropping it to somebody that right talk on the mic. I think it's too soon too. Yeah, too soon, but. I don't know. I can't get over Serena Deem not being able to talk. No, I agree. I think it'll be a great match. I think in ring work will be fantastic. Oh, yeah. They're both awful. There. The Bills have been just awful. Uh, the uh, Anarchy in the Arena match, the JS Jericho Appreciation Society versus the Blackpool Combat Club, Eddie Kingston and Santana and Ortiz. Shep, have at it. This was a tough one to predict, I thought. Blackpool for seven. I went Blackpool for nine. I went I went Blackpool for five. And this is one I changed my mind today. I actually had JAS at one point because I feel like 
everybody just thinks Blackpool's going to win pretty easily, even though JAS it seems like has beat up Santana and Ortiz in every segment every week of this feud. Um, because I could see this going on into a blood and guts type match to end the feud. So I just don't see the serious fighters going down here. Right. I, I mean, know. is 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 a entertaining as Jericho's faction is here, and they are. They're entertaining. They make me laugh. They make force entertainers. I didn't say that. <laughs> I said faction. They're entertaining, <laughs> um, and I like them. They can talk well, but I don't think you can put them over in this situation. I uh, I think that Daddy Magic. I can see him taking the pen. And then he takes some heat from the group. He's hilarious. Yeah, he is. He's hilarious. He is. Do you know what happens to guys who like Moxley? (laughs) (laughs) Well, taste of the title. Um, No, we're not going back to BTE. (laughs) The Hardys versus the Young Bucks. Oof. You go first, Tanner. I have the Hardys for six. Paul? I have the Hardys for seven. I have the Hardys for three. Okay. Honest to God, thought you were both going to go Young Bucks. So. I changed tonight after the promo. So did I. You know, I, I, I've heard on different podcasts this split. Some saying the Hardys need to give the, you know, they're here to make the younger Stars. Well, I'm like the young bucks are the faces of the company. They don't. They could lose every match, and they'll be just fine. I'm more looking at as this is the Hardy's final run as a team. They're going to be pushed into a potential um, title picture. title run. I mean, yep. hey, nostalgia, nostalgia run. That's what I, was I, I say. TK pushes them throughout the summer, and it all in we get a little title match. Whether they win it on their final way out. They get one last shot. Yep. Win or lose, then they can do their delete stuff too. And then right. they can kind of. I wouldn't mind seeing Brother Nero come back. Yeah, I, that'd be fun. I kind of halfway enjoyed that. but The elite versus delete, I feel like they're kind of starting to bring a little little yeah. of a back. So, Speaking of tag teams, the triple threat for the uh, tag team titles, Jurassic Express, Team Taz, and Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee. Paul, lead us off. Uh, I went with Keith Lee and Sir Swerve Strickland for five. As much as I think we need a change, I don't understand the storyline. Jurassic Express retains for two points. Well, this is going to be the most interesting match of the night because I'm taking Team Taz for four. <laughs> <laughs> so this could this this could be the deciding factor and and. I just think it's time to take the belts off Jurassic Express. Like Austin mentioned earlier, it kind of took the words out of my mouth without knowing it. I just couldn't see the Hardys beating Swerve and Lee, but I can see them beating Team Taz. So I could see Team Taz holding these belts for only like three weeks, four weeks. I mean, before we even get to all in or all out. Well, I, I could even see these belts being defended at Forbidden Door and Luke. Mm-hmm. Jurassic Express dropping them to somebody we're not expecting. Yeah, somebody mm-hmm. that can run with them through the summer, and then again you got all in, and then all of a sudden here comes the Hardys against 
some Bullet Club people or somebody like that. And Even FTR versus Hardys would be fun. Yeah, you throw the, you throw FTR back. You know, again, there's a long, long roadway uh, for the storyline. So I just, I just, I just don't like either other team winning these for the summer. Yeah, the only reason I made that. Pick. I, I'm still going with Christian. Screws them over someday. I've been saying it for like a year. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Yeah, um, and also, what would help this whole tag division would be if Tony would just introduce the trios titles. Then it would take some of these tag teams and make them into trios, and it would kind of give us a clear picture. But there's so many good teams right now, which is exciting, but it just makes it hard when you're trying to predict matches. True. All right, let's do the uh, two Owen Hart Cup uh, Invitational Finals. Um, Britt Baker versus either Ruby Soho or Chris Statlander. Well, you kind of already spoiled it for us earlier, so go right ahead, Tanner. I think Ruby beats Statlander, sets up the rematch from Grand Slam, Britt against Ruby, and I think they have Ruby go over, but that's my one-pointer. Well, this is also my one pointer, but uh, I went Statlander wins on Friday and beats Britt Sunday. Okay. Wow, it's gonna be interesting. I got Ruby wins on Friday, and Ruby goes over Britt for five. Five. Wow. Ooh. And all right, I'm gonna spoil it. You ain't gonna have a couple win the Owen Hart title. I don't think so either. I think there'd be so much negative backlash online. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you there. And Should we make a rule that, the, I mean, since we all picked either Ruby or Statlander, that if that winner of that match beats Britt on Sunday, we get the points? Is that fair, Paul? Sure. Okay. Who, who'd you pick, Tanner? I pick Ruby for one. A Ruby. So I, if Statlander wins, you and I, if, if uh, yeah, yeah, she don't count. Listen, <laughs> you can kick all out of that. Okay. Okay. Adam Cole versus Samoa Joe. Adam Cole for two. Adam Cole for four. Adam Cole for three. Yep. I think it'll be a great match, though, but I, I just keep thinking the – I mean, you know, they, they have Lethal and, and Dutt and Singh come on TV one week and then they're gone for the next couple weeks. It's like they got to appear again sometime. So, and and I've tried to look at – I haven't spent a lot of time. Have, did we ever see in the young, young days Joe versus Cole and Arlo? Uh, I, 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 I don't think right? so. Cole's way too young for that, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that could have, that had to be back in the early gymnasium days of ROH. Yeah, yeah. It so we, been. We've, we've never seen this, and I don't think we ever saw it in Japan then. And they didn't they didn't cross over in NXT either, did they? No. No. Because Joe was on the main roster. Joe was an authority figure with a concussion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this, this is going to be a good one. I'm really looking forward to that. Another one the crowd's probably got to root for both guys because even though Adam Cole's a heel, everybody cheers for him. He gets a hell of a pop. Yes, he Adam does. Cole, baby. 
Wardlow versus MJF. Wardlow for 10. Wardlow for 8. Wardlow for 9. And I think he breaks the world record for power bombs. Okay. You think they bury MJF like that, though? I hope, you know, and it's not just because I don't like the character MJF. I would love to see a squash. I would love to see like 12 power bombs. Well, I I don't want to see that. That affects my mind. <laughs> but the, uh, you know, MJF, he has four matches to date so far in 2022. One lasted 45 seconds. One lasted four minutes. And then the two punk matches lasted, I think it was 40 minutes and 25 minutes. So he could take some bumps. He's due. Yeah, and MJF does not do any of the independence on the weekend. No, no, I mean, he does not work much at all, which, I mean, that's part of him being a special attraction. But, um, you know, I was listening to one podcast the other day where the lady, I forget who it was, she actually picked MJF to win this match. Ooh. I'm like, how do you continue doing that if, if, if Wardlow's not going to have the, the, a contract? I mean, I don't know. I just don't see it, but but once again, it's it, Tony's going to get us one of these days because MGF has these great builds to these pay per view feuds. He gets the better of the babyface until the pay per view, and then the payoff always goes to the babyface. So one of these days, he's got to flip. Yeah, but with the whole contract scenario, right? You, yeah, that's the only thing that pushes you towards Warlord. Right. And that then, and uh, you know that that uh, rubbing elbows between TK and MJF right now regarding a contract, anyway. So, hey, let's not get sidetracked, but I love getting sidetracked. Yep. That's, to me, there's a little bit of a work there. I think there's a little bit too. Because mm-hmm. every dirt sheet, every website you look, oh, there's heat, there's heat, you know, he's really complaining about this contract, yada, yada, yada. Come on. Look, Tony knows what he's got. MGF knows what he's got. They're going to work it out. Mm hmm. End of story. But they're going to play it up all the way till 2024. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going to yeah. get a hook, line, and sinker. We're going to talk about it for the next year and a half. And and then he is going to tweet out, I'm still with AEW for another five years. Yeah, well, the reason that they win is because we keep talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They stay in the news. They keep going, keep going. He builds his name because I'm MJF. I can go anywhere I want. And then... AEW bills their name is because hey look we scored MJF they both win it's a win win right so good for them well here's my question to you Shep I, I've I've asked Paul before on our podcast about who are some of the names you think could leave AEW and go to WWE in the next couple of years ooh uh, Lance Archer I think that yeah for sure ooh, yeah um man. Here's one I thought of today is Ricky Starks. Uh, and the reason I say that is, did you listen to Bustin' Open today? I listened to bits and pieces. I had to work on when, when he talked about that, <laughs> they asked. Uh, that, <laughs> I, I was listening to why I worked. Okay. No, yeah. yeah, remember, he gets to just play with pictures all day long. Uh-huh. Yep. Be careful what you wish for, Paul. Uh, <laughs> um 
he he was talking about like they asked him if there's any backstage coaches at AEW that goes for advice, and he said, yeah, a few. But he goes, honestly, I go to Cody for advice. And Bully Ray goes, you mean you used to go to Cody for advice? He goes, no, I still communicate with him all the time. Okay. The the only problem is we know WWE. A guy like Cody, uh, a guy like Ricky Starks, right. his build, his size. That's true. They're going to bury him in mid-level. and That's true. If he even gets to mid-level. Okay, yeah. Start with NXT. He works for NXT for a couple years, and see you later. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. I mean, they're they're using Cody as they should, but who's to say the next talent that comes over from AEW that they probably won't get the same push? Yeah, just just looking at that, Lance. Look at his build, his size, and he hasn't been used very well in AEW. Yeah, really. I just feel like Vince would be drooling over a guy like that. Brian Cage is another one. Which um, they picked up his they picked up his contract. So another we got another year or two of Brian Cage not in AEW. ROH, remember? ROH. ROH or you got they, him in the local warrior wrestling we see around here. Yeah. They put him in that faction with Tolly at the ROH um pay per view last month. No, that's true. But but I we mean, haven't done much of that though. No. So need a TV deal first. Yeah, I know. They need to get it going. I mean, Gresham sounded like it was going to be starting up soon. So I don't know. All right. Our main event CM Punk versus Hangman Adam Page for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. I went punk for eight. I went punk for one. Look at, look at Tanner changing his numbers real quick. No, no. I'll <laughs> break down your guys' numbers so I can make a graphic later. Okay, okay. I went hangman for two. Really? Yep. This is a tough one. It's the toughest main event I can remember trying to predict, but it wouldn't shock me at all if Punk walks away as champion. And I don't even know who I'm going to root for, honestly, because I like both guys. But I think if Hangman can get this win, it solidifies him as, I mean, like the real deal. A guy who can really be the face of the company. Which which would make sense after his promo he gave tonight. And, and Tony, I think it was on Busted Open, said that Hangman's reign so far has been his favorite reign out of all the heavyweight champions, which I, he might just be boosting the champion up because I'm thinking, man. Omega's is pretty good. Moxley's yeah. really good, given the circumstances. I I can see the the reason I picked Punk here is I can see a feud continuing with MJF, and that's why I didn't mm-hmm. want to squash match, squash match with Warlow. So yeah. you uh, you do this, you give uh, Hangman a break, Forbidden Door. Guy named Kenny Omega comes back. They got some history. Hopefully, he's healthy by then. He's not healthy for this weekend. Um, I don't know. I, I I just feel that you get those two guys out of it, and eventually you're going to see MJF. And for some reason, I feel like Punk wants to put MJF over eventually. So I put him over in Chicago. Well, which was a big deal. But. Where's uh, where's all in? Chicago. Well, all out, you mean? Or all, all out, sorry. They, they haven't announced it yet. Um, 
I'm assume, I'm assume we'll find out Sunday. I did read a report today that Tony Khan supposedly wants to run a show at Wrigley Field. Which would be pretty big time. Chicago. <laughs> I mean, so, great wrestling because of great yeah. baseball. <laughs> right, Tanner? Yeah, t- 2016. Uh, <laughs> maybe not so much right now. Better than the Reds. We're not going there. In Cleveland. <laughs> of course, better in Cleveland. Um, Tanner? <laughs> but I, I, either way, if, if Punk comes out champion or, or Hangman retains, I want the night to end with some golden dollars coming down from the sky and a little coin flip. Okada. Uh, that's what I want to see in setup for Forbidden Door. I know a lot of people don't want to see um, he against the champ, but I do. Oh, I think I think you'll get something with uh, Punk's going to want to have a dream match coming at Forbidden Door, and he's got enough pull he can make that happen. So yeah, I'm with you a little bit on that. We're going to see some. Yeah, we're going to I mean, see. Yeah, the build to that event's got to be fun. Um, I don't, I've seen a lot of people say that Kenta against Punk just because of the GTS. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I really want to see that. Yeah. But I think it'd be, it'd be a good match. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But I think it'd be a great match. I feel, I feel like, I mean, if this is just going to be a one-off event between these two companies, you got to make it as big as you can. Yeah. I don't think it'll be a one-off. Yeah, probably not, but. I don't think Ibushi's going to be on the card. No. I don't think no. he'll be in the company come then, unfortunately. so. No. But we'll see. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I know Austin or myself are looking forward to defending that championship at Forbidden Door. So. You guys will get a shot at it at Forbidden Door. Maybe you'll have better luck than you will at Double or Nothing. Yeah, you're picking Anna J for four. I mean, that's just handing over us the belt. So. Oh, that's what you think. Huh? You got Shipping confirmation of my sanitizer from Amazon. <laughs> but see, I've already got the chips in my hand, so I'm gonna have to redesign that belt myself. Oh, a lot of hard work went into this belt. Thank you very much. Well, it should be should be a fun fun show Sunday. That's for sure. A lot yes, of trash will. talk will be. We'll be had behind the scenes. Uh, any final thoughts from either of you guys before Paul wraps us up? Austin, have at it. All right. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Always been fun uh, talking about this stuff with you guys. I'm looking forward to – actually, I'm looking forward to Rampage now because I kind of want to see who's my final of the Owen Hearts on the women's side. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to Rampage. Obviously looking forward to Sunday to Vegas. I mean, anything can happen in Vegas. So, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah, well, <laughs> something been there, done that. But anyways, <laughs> uh, we won't talk about that. Uh, I still think we're gonna th- we're gonna see one or two curveballs in Vegas. We are because it, it's it's Tony's nature. Yeah. So who who's gonna be the surprise appearances? We know we know debuts or some New Japan talent. Something something um, happen. Man, you had to say that, didn't you? Uh, yeah. I would, I would say, uh, bad luck fail and Chase Owens. Yeah, they yeah, are. I could, I could definitely see that. They are the uh, the champions, um, IWGP champions. They're gonna set something up with somebody. 
I wanted to see it with FDR, but I mean, I, I think the Bucks is kind of who I want to. S- I see. I can see them getting in. I don't know, just because uh, you know the Bucks have been champions there before. Um, but you got to start. You should got to start making that build there. Um, so, so them. Yeah, obviously, I'd love to see the Briscoes get involved, but the only way I see them getting involved is FTR. FTR's not on the damn card, which it's another story. So, how about the Bullet Club? Bullet Club presence. Oh yeah, I think we'll see a Bullet Club presence. Jay White, sure. Good Brothers. I'm over the Good Brothers. I am too, though. I'm <laughs> honest. I, I, yeah, and I think their contracts are coming up too. In Impact. I mean, if you ever listen to them in their podcasts and stuff, they're hilarious. They're, they're funny. funny, but I yeah. kind of them. Yeah, no, I I'd love to see Ace show up. Uh, he's got unfinished business with Moxley, and that, that's who I I'd love to see those two go one on one at Forbidden Door. Um, God. Yeah, Destiny. And there's a lot of trash talk between them and some other members of AEW yeah. a year ago. About about two years ago, they were having fantasy bookings, and it was G.O.D. versus the Briscoes versus the Usos. Yeah, that was like insane. Can, can, can we get a little G.O.D. versus the Briscoes at Forbidden Door, please? Yeah. I mean, it's uh, – yeah, I mean, because I, I think the working relationship is back with impact a little bit. I mean, Frankie's doing work over there. They had Morrissey show up. Did you guys see the latest report that you know, before Morrissey, they were going to get um, Karrion Cross, Killer Cross, whatever you want to call him? And they yeah, couldn't I come to terms. They couldn't come to terms because of his wife. Or, yeah, he you know. wanted Scarlet to be used, and they didn't have that in the plans. So, Which kind of surprised me that they were even talking to him just with um, control your na- narrative, but. Leave it up. Leave it up to women to always ruin everything. <laughs> but uh, it's gonna be a fun show, and yeah, I can't wait to see some surprises and maybe we get some debuts that we. I'm sure there's guys we're missing that we aren't even talking about that are out there. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. There's so many. It's kind of like mini WrestleMania weekend. There's a lot of independence going on around the Vegas area this weekend. So there's a lot of guys in town. Yep. Oh, so. Surprises. Yeah, because AEW is almost too new to have a WrestleMania, but I still think Double or Nothing is their WrestleMania because it was their first big event. There is a obviously there's the big like fan con or whatever going on. Um, we didn't even talk about this, and I can't believe you guys didn't bring this up. Johnny Wrestling and Sammy's vlog. Yeah. Yeah, that that was uh, – I like that tease of the mixed tag match there. Yeah, we, we want this match, and all of a sudden, Fuego's like, yeah, man. <laughs> but anyway, um, maybe maybe we see something like that on Rampage coming up because obviously that's going to be involved. But, I mean, can Sammy – or uh, can Johnny Wrestling show up out of nowhere on Sunday? He could. I mean, I, it, it wouldn't shock me either if, if they put them in the holster for next week because, like Paul said, of the execs from Time Warner are going to be at, I forget it was Dynamite or Rampage because they're both live next week. One's from uh, L.A., one's from Ontario. I mean, Tony's going to do something big if the execs are there in the house. 
to, to, to woo them and wow them. Hey, Johnny's got an extra mouth to feed now. He's going to take yep. I popped last week, Shep. I don't know if you were listening to the podcast. I popped when it said Johnny Elite because I thought it was Johnny Gargano. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was Morrison. I'm like, oh, okay. Down, actually. Yeah. Nothing against that, dude, but that's your joker. That's all you got. I know. I, know. Yeah. I, w- I was disappointed by both jokers last week. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think I texted you about the, the women's joker like, really? Yeah, my yeah. ego, which I wasn't a return or wasn't a debut. No, and I'm pretty sure this is before your the the KOP podcast started when she debuted. I remember texting Tanner. This is before even Paul was involved. I remember texting Tanner like when she came out and did her her rap or her lyric. Like, what are we watching? <laughs> For real? <laughs> or last week when she banged her head against the turnbuckle? I was like, yeah. All right. I mean, I I know. I know she's an Omega girl. Kenny, Kenny likes those girls, but and he's back producing those matches. But come on, Kenny. Yeah, yeah. I, I know who we need at Double or Nothing. We need Rip Ryerson. There we go. No. Ooh, you know where we're gonna see Rip Ryerson? No. Uh, yeah, June eighteenth here yeah. in Rochester at the Manitow Moose Lodge, number eleven oh seven. Bell time is 7 o'clock. Doors will open at 6 o'clock. Come out and enjoy a good event. And if you need tickets, hit me up. I got them for you. Hey, and you, you know what? I got a I got a little wager with you, Tanner. Okay. I say we can get Rip thrown in Lake Manitou. Oh, I would pay some nice money. It's either you, that or Chris Brown. You've got some pull with this, Shep, so that might be a possibility. I, I have another one I'd like to see in the lake, but I'll text you, Ship. I don't want to say it on air. Okay. <laughs> uh oh. Oh. Oh, I know who you're talking about, Tanner. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. I think I think Shep will be on board, but I'll I'll text him. Yeah. All right. Yeah. If we can do that, that'd be great. I would I would pay a handsome <laughs> amount. I'll text yes. I'll text him right now just because I want to oh, yeah, get a reaction. I, I kind of got that gloss look over my face. <laughs> Like I'm kind of interested. Yeah, it took me a minute, but uh, I remembered who you were talking about. So, and uh, maybe, <laughs> oh, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll double that. <laughs> yeah, Tanner's got a hell of a point. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> you know what? Maybe we can make him a, a guest uh, ring announcer. I'm gonna turn on. Him. Oh. God, <laughs> I think Cornette stuff. Oh, there. Ooh. Ooh. Cornette would enjoy this one because Cornette hates politics. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only. That's the only thing I got for you there. Yeah, read that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> Friday night. It's going to be Rampage. It's going to be a great show. I'm probably going to lose right out the gate if Ruby Soho picks up the victory over Statlander. I might as well kiss my belt goodbye. Uh, so here's to Statlander winning on Friday night uh, so that I've at least got a chance of winning this thing. Um, and when Anna J wins, you guys are going to bow down to me, right? If, if you get that pick right, I'll give you kudos. That'll be a good pull. All right. All right. I think I automatically retain if Anna J wins. That should just be the rule. No, no. <laughs> uh, you know, I could have ended up with the exact same picks as Tanner as usual, where it comes down to the points, but 
I decided to throw out some curveballs here. Well, I do know you're not going to go perfect like you did at Revolution. That oh, was, no, there's no way. That was, I don't even know. That was a once in a lifetime. I wish they would have been partnering with DraftKings for that so I could have had my share at $10,000. Yeah. Yeah, you would have you would have made out pretty good. Yeah. I've never done any uh, uh, AEW on DraftKings, but I have a DraftKings account, so I might yep. dive into that one for this. Uh, I'm right there with you. I know it's always a free entry. Um so there, there's different questions you got to ask or answer and stuff. So obviously I'm, I'll fill I'll fill one out to see if we can score any money. They're really pushing that promotion. I mean, the, the DraftKings on on the ring apron now every week. Well, yeah. DraftKings on the ring apron when you're in Vegas. True. So when I was in Vegas for a golf tournament a couple months ago, guess what was blacked out on my phone? DraftKings. DraftKings. I was sitting in an MGM. And I could not log on to DraftKings. They said, no, sir. Yep. And I'm like. Well, I forget when I when I travel around that not every state that sports betting's still illegal in some states. When I was in Florida a couple months ago, yeah. the Super Bowl, I'm trying to place a bet, and I forgot that's not legal down there. So I, I was very happy. for NCAA. Yeah. Oh, Final four. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah. Yeah, it jumped off a cliff. Yeah, this, this, the the Seminole Seminoles don't go for that. So yeah, and it wasn't because of my golf game down there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, Tanner, you're going down tomorrow night. Oh uh, well. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, I I can't I can't say anything. That. I'm not playing well right now. So <laughs> I, I'm I'm not either, and my partner hasn't played since uh, October, and he's getting old. Well, he'll. Uh, He'll end up firing a 36, I'm sure. That's what we that's what happens to us. So it'll be and, fun either way. Hey, you know what? I I'll, I'll join you guys, but you're gonna just laugh at me and go go back to KOP. Because I we I already laugh terrible. at you, Paul, when you're pulling oh, I know. for four points. So so do we get a uh so the either winner, because it's either gonna be Tanner and I, um on Tuesday. We get a free call in on the trading post, and you have to announce the winners. Ooh! Oh, I, I got oh. some. I got something planned. Uh, depending, if either one of us wins, ship, I, I got something planned. That's pretty yeah, good. Crap! <laughs> okay. I've got a feeling if I lose Sunday, I'm not going to be here next Wednesday night. <laughs> Neither will the KOB Predictions Championship because you won't be able to find it. <laughs> oh God! All right. Wrap us up there, Paul. All right. Uh, be sure to check out all of the Kicking Out podcast merchandise in our link in all of our social media. Be sure to follow Kicking Out Podcast at Kicking Out Pod. Be sure to listen to the podcast wherever it is you listen to your podcast. And if it happens to be Apple Podcast, leave us that five-star review. We like us some uh, some five stars. Be like so Uncle Shep, Dave, please. Shep, go give us a five-star rating if you haven't yet. <laughs> six star. Ooh, we're getting a six. Uh, be sure to follow Austin Shepard on all social media at the Shep 27. Follow Tanner Lee at Tanner Lee 92 and follow myself at Paul Zartman 921. And with that, for Austin Shepard and Tanner Lee, I'm Paul Zartman. Join us again next week as we kick out yet another podcast with me as your KOP champion still. May the chips be in your favor, boys. 